Hello, I'm Kevin Frost and welcome to today's presentation, Establish a Professional Domain, Website and Email for Your Business. Hello everyone and welcome to today's workshop, Establishing a Professional Domain, Website and Email for Your Business. This stuff does get pretty technical, but don't worry, I'm going to walk you through like every single step of the way. And as Chelsea was saying, please really enter any comments, uh, questions, and an introduction of yourself into the chat. So that way I and other attenders, attendees can actually see who is all here. Um, especially it'll help us gear the presentation towards your type of business. So again, please feel free to share anything you'd like in the chat. So Again, a little self-introduction. I am Kevin Frost. I have been doing this for well over a decade now, uh, managing professional websites, setting them up for small businesses, getting businesses emailed all up and running, changing from Outlook to Google, back and forth. Um, basically been working with different computers and, and computer languages for quite some time. Um, but I'll be moving through this information somewhat quickly, but at any point, if I go too fast, or if I come to a point where you're already a little confused and would like some more helpful insights on, uh, please ask questions. So I can actually address them during the presentation and either get them answered and or uh, talk to you directly after the presentation. Plus, it not only helps you, but anybody else attending. So for everyone who is here and on time, I actually wanted to share the key takeaways right at the beginning. So kudos for you for being here. This is kind of a TLDR or too long, didn't read uh, of today's presentation. So these are the key takeaways of the things that we're talking about today. The domain name, what part of the website it actually is, the tips for choosing the domain name, whether or not you set things up the way that you want to, uh, how to register a domain name, building a website out properly, and how to use a professional email address. And again, we'll walk through this uh, as slowly as you guys need. But in general, I can't spend 12 hours talking about all of this, even though I know I easily could. Um, so we'll just look at a couple bonus tools at the end too that, that uh, you might use if you have a domain name. So one thing to check out is this is the difference between a standard email that could be a free Gmail account and a business email account where it actually says the business's name after that ad symbol. But all right, all right. So today's presentation, what is a domain name is what we'll cover. We'll talk about how to choose the right domain name for your business, registering it, and how to build a no-cost website with Google Sites, and how to set up a professional email address for your business. So this stuff is definitely important, especially if you're wanting to come across as a professional in the in the uh, uh, whatever industry that you're in. Um, you want to make sure that everything looks the right way, starting with the website or at least getting a website up and running. Um, but by the end of the uh, whole presentation, we'll we'll re recap with some of the key points again and talk about those main takeaways. So to start, what is a domain name? And all of you have probably heard of this before, but a domain name is really the name of your website. So think of google.com, right? That's Google's domain name. But you don't have to have a website necessarily to have a domain. 
So when you establish and register a domain name for your business, you're actually kind of carving out that name or the rights to use that name online. It's like you're, you're pointing your flag in the ground saying, hey, this is mine. Not only does it claim it as yours, but also prevents others from taking that exact domain name. So again, it's, it's how people find you on the web. It's not your website. So the difference here between a domain name, website, and a URL, they're really all three separate pieces of the puzzle to make it all work. Um, so some people say these terms and they seem kind of interchangeable, but a domain name, website, and URL have all three distinct meanings. So as I mentioned, the domain name is that website. The name of the website part, it's what you see after the www. So in a professional email address, that's also that domain name is what comes after the at symbol. So in general, that's the domain name. A website, though, is just a collection of all the content, the digital assets, the verbiage, the copyright. Uh, it's often made up of multiple different web pages that's all grouped together to form a website. But you can associate the two between a domain name and the website, but the website's content itself is different than the domain name. So just a little bit of bonus information. The web pages, videos, and other content that actually make up your website live on a computer they're called a server. And the space on this server is provided by companies that are called hosting providers. So, and the third part of this, the, the actual URL, it's just the web address that leads people, kind of like walking the person to the website to show the website. So if you register a domain name, it will be a part of the URL. And often the homepage of the URL matches what the domain name is but each page within the website has its own unique URL. <clears throat> Think about it like with, your, uh, with, with somebody's website, there's usually like a contact us page. It's usually www.domainname, and then you'll see a backslash contact page or contact us or just backslash contact. And that URL string is the URL to that specific web page. So you could think of these three elements like a store. The domain name is the store's name. The URL is the store's address. And the website is the store itself filled with all the products. Hopefully, that kind of simplifies the, the technical nonsense um, to the point where you can understand it. But again, the location, store name, and the actual store itself, right? So there's many different reasons to actually set this up uh, set it up and to set it up properly, it's really important. So it's never really too soon or too late, even if you just have a business idea. Um, you might want to purchase a domain name so that somebody else doesn't purchase it. But for small businesses or a lone entrepreneur to plan their digital presence and registering a domain name, it's like one of the first pieces of the puzzle that build that uh, that you complete to build a business. Um, some people wait a little bit too long, especially if your business is really niche. It's not too much of a concern, but by getting it done early on, you know, you have that like starting point of like, Hey, this is, this is my space, not the social media channel, but this is my space to create and manage and, and host your own content on. Um, plus then you could, it, it's almost like where people start coming to you from as well. So having a domain name is super important. It helps you show up in search results when customers are searching online. 
your domain and website can also show up itself in search results. It builds your brand in general. And by controlling what your brand looks like and how you show up online, um, that's what kind of the domain gives you. It, it gives you that control, if you will. And with that domain, you own how your business shows up on the web. And that's really important. So it also adds the, the added benefit of that professionalism. So in today's consumers, they really expect businesses to have a website that's actually working and that has updated information, like the, your menu items. You want to make sure those prices are updated. Have a custom domain name. So it's not a free website from Wix or Google Sites, but like an actual professional domain. And while it's possible to use a free website builder like the ones I just mentioned, Google Sites or, or like a Wix or even I think Squarespace has a free website builder, the, the name doesn't come across correctly. It'll always be your business name dot example site dot com. Uh, for example, Google Business Profile used to be able to allow you to create a free website uh, just using your information that you load up on your Google Business Profile. Um, but once it's done, it's your business's name dot site dot com. So it, it, it again, it just looks a little bit funky. So, but finally, once you register a domain, uh, you'll actually have, once you register it, you'll have a lot more tools that you can really help build your business. So that's the last little piece of it. Choosing a domain name is super important because once it's done, you'll have to buy a whole new domain name if you want to change it. So doing it right from the beginning, something that's good and represents you and your brand is really important. So for most businesses, the starting point is finding out what the heck your business's name is. Um, but some cases, that's not always the case. Uh, you might have a nonprofit that's a little bit more broad. It's not just one business setup, but you may feel a little bit stumped on like what your domain name should be or the perfect domain name. But really the goal here is just to have a really good one, not perfect. And the reason why is because domain names, um, since the dot-com boom in the early 2000s, people have been purchasing domains for, for years and years and years and years. Pizza.com is probably a domain that somebody has purchased. Um, but something that's interesting is pizza.com may have been purchased, but pizza.ai or pizza.co might not be. So there's also different ways to end a domain name. Instead of doing the .com, you can end it in different ways, similar to like what a nonprofit organization does in the .org or a, uh, even the government.gov. So those different endings are actually all new domain names. <clears throat> Don't worry if this is like a little bit too much for you. I, I'll, I'll, walk it, I'll walk you down the path. Um, but even if you choose the wrong name here, it can be fixed later, but you'll have to purchase that whole new domain name. So an average domain name is better than no domain name. That makes sense. When you're deciding to buy one, if you haven't already, which is not to say that you shouldn't put real thought into selecting your domain name, but just keep these things in mind. Keep it short and simple. You do not want a 600 character long website name. Nobody's going to manually type that out. Make sure your brand and keywords are included if possible. And third and finally, consider alternative domain names, endings like that .ai.co.org, something like that, especially if it's a very common domain name. But let's dive deeper into each individual tip here. Keeping it short and simple, kiss, as my dad would like to say. Uh, keep it simple, stupid. Sure, it's 
it can be descriptive um, with still being short, but try imagining saying your business's name as little as possible. Like what needs to be said for people to really understand what it is that your business does and or what the name of your business is. Re really resist the urge to get overly creative here. Um, you don't need to make big, gigantic first impressions with your domain name. You, you want it pretty simple, but consecutive. For example, like stashasbakery.com. Uh, Let's say somebody's already purchased that. You could still buy stashasbakery.net. That's the different endings that I was talking about. Shorter makes it easier to remember. And once you get past two or three words, try to reevaluate. You don't want anything more than more than three words, really. If you get into the four word domain names, unless they're all like, including some I's and E's or something, it's gonna be too much, it's gonna be too long. Uh, so simplicity goes hand in hand with brevity. You want people to remember your domain name and type it in accurately. So if it's a word that may be spelled differently than what it sounds, again, you might wanna reevaluate. So even if it makes sense to you, the business owner, you run the risk of confusing customers trying to find you. And so on that note, pay attention to how your domain name actually reads. You won't have spaces or hyphens to really separate the words and running them together really can cause and create problems. Just ask speedofart.com. And I'm gonna type this in chat so you can see it. Now, speed of art, sounds really good but when you see it typed out it just doesn't look right <laughs> um so go ahead write it down and check it out as i mentioned before keywords are really important there are relevant words that help users find you in search engines all in today's world showing up in search is really important keywords are one of those main factors that allow you to show up depending on what search queries they are um, so you really want to think about what search terms people are already using and what search terms people might use to lead them to you and your business. And if you're building a brand for, let's say, Stacia's Bakery, a domain name including those words like Stacia's Bakery would help. So always including your location in your domain name might also help you target local customers. But if you're a like an e-commerce store and you're you're selling to everywhere in the world, having Mesa or Phoenix in your name might not make as much sense. So brands can really take time and develop a really well thought out domain name. Um, but again, it's better to get something just up there and working. And you can always either one buy a different domain name or change it later on down the road. So having a good one though, helps you gain recognition and increases visits to the website. Kind of the goal here, right? You want customers coming to you. So when you're creating your brand name and domain name, just make sure not to use anybody's already existing brand or trademarks that belong to somebody else because you do not want to get sued just starting a brand new business. Not going to be a good start. So another easy way to get around a domain name that somebody's already purchased, but maybe not be trademarked, is going beyond the .com. Now, there was a whole era of .com era, if you will, of people just purchasing domain names left and right. Like kevinfrost.com, I'm telling you already, has already been purchased. Um, so, but kevinfrost.net was available. So something like that is something, uh, it's a small change, but it makes a big difference. 
Um, in this example of Stacia's Bakery, if Stacia's Bakery was taken, you could always look for those .net, there's .biz, there's .site, .kitchen, a lot of variations. I think they also inc increased the amount of variations here this last year. Um, so really the most popular domain ending is that, uh, that .com. Those are usually top level domains, uh, but now there's a wide variety of so many options that businesses can use ranging from dot academy dot coffee dot photography uh, really there's there's a lot that you can choose from so don't worry if your domain name initially that you thought about getting is taken you still have options one advantage though is uh, you can always use site to check to see if it, somebody's already purchased the domain name um, google domains was one of those places we'll talk more about that here soon um, but because of the top level domains or tlds what they're called. They haven't been around that long. The short and memorable domain names are really still available. Like you'll still feel, don't worry, you'll still find something available for you. Um, one thing to consider though, a lot of people may still default to typing .com in at the end of your business's name. So if the .com version of your business name is available, I recommend getting it. There's, there's kind of no reason not to, unless it makes your website look odd, but still having the .com is important if you can. There is a place that you can register. One of them was Google Domains. Um, and you can, uh, I, I, it, this will walk you through the steps. But before we even get into this too much, I wanted to be a buyer beware uh, announcement here. Google Domains has announced that they are shutting down. And the reason why is because they are selling Google Domains to Squarespace. Google is trying to, um, I, I don't want to say too much specifics, but they're just trying to pinpoint what their uh, their, their services are and, and kind of offload anything that's not their main focus. So there are many options. Google Domains is still currently working. Um, where, so a question that came up that I want to answer real quick is where do you check to see if a domain is already taken? One of them is Google Domains. It still works. And if you're actually doing a domain search right here, you can just type it in and hit get it. And this website still works totally fine, right? So .net is taken, .org is taken, and kevin.com is not, so not available. But kevinfrost.dev.info.store, all of those are still available. And these are just even more that you can go through. You know, kfrost.app, if I wanted to build my own application. Um, this is just one platform excuse me, that allows you to see if domains are already taken. Um, also, domain names are actually fairly cheap. For example, a domain name on here that doesn't already, that isn't already purchased, it could be like $12 a year. I mean, that's, that's literally like one cup of coffee now. You've gone to Starbucks, things are crazy expensive. But, um, but yeah, that, that's, that's it, $12 for the whole year. You can even sometimes buy up to three years of domain name at a time. So like what, 20, 24? 32 bucks for three years of a domain name, it's a pretty good deal. Um, but again, that's just one piece of the puzzle. This Google domains was one of the ones that I often recommended just because it's a Google product, it's free to use and to check it out. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it can get a little complicated now, especially with Google domains changing. Uh, Square, I think it's Squarespace is now taking it over. 
uh, and purchasing all of those. So even if you have a Google domain or buy a Google domain, you'll still have a domain name later on, but come October, Google domains will be completely gone. It'll be something all different altogether. Uh, but yeah, sorry, I just wanted to make you sure everyone was aware before I dive into this, especially because this is uh, recent news as of like just this last month, thanks to this, all these changes that started happening. But okay, talking about registering a DNS name. Um, so imagine a long established, long established candy shop called Sally's in a bustling downtown area. One day, a new ice cream place uh, opens up shop just three doors down, and they put up a sign that says Sally's. It could be a little bit confusing if you already own that candy shop called Sally's. While the two different Sally's will need to hash it out between themselves, the web has a nonprofit entity called the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers. You might have heard of it, ICANN. And that manages domain names so that there is never any confusion on where you will end up when you type in a name of a website. Domain registers are accredited by ICANN to sell access to domain names. So this isn't a permanent purchase. There is a yearly annual fee, um, or depending on how you have it set up, but there is a yearly fee. And once you have registered your domain name, it goes into ICANN's central registry and Google Domains is a domain register, obviously going through ICANN, and will help you set up and go through the whole process of, of getting it set up. So some other options other than Google Domains, there's Namecheap, uh, and then there's even some additional places that like uh, GoDaddy, you could purchase it from. Um, man, there, there's a lot of them. So I'm not gonna name them all, but really uh, Namecheap is, a, is, is another really cheap alternative. Uh, plus, they have additional charges to help protect you from, like, you know, getting your SSL certificate. Uh, they also offer web hosting, VPNs, emails, and more. But Google Domains, and it's good to use still while you can, but uh, it's called Namecheap, C-H-E-A-P. Yes, so there are some benefits. And again, I, I, I say this, take it with a grain of salt because it's going away. Um, but a few of the benefits and features of good Google domains is that you can do domain forwarding. So if you don't have a website, but the domain still wants to forward to somewhere else, um, like a social media page, you could still make that work. So you could have kevin.dev, but then it just redirect to uh, my personal Facebook page. I wouldn't recommend doing that, but, but you can. Google domains covers the cost of keeping your personal contact information private from public databases like Whois or RDAP which keep track of domain name users. <clears throat> Often, if you purchase a website DNS name from another provider, if you don't put some protection up front or pay for the protection, your name, company's name, email, and, and possibly number immediately goes out to the public web. So anybody that knows what that website is could then know who you are and your contact information. That was one of the benefits of Google Domains is it'll by default kind of cover that information so people can't see it right away. But pricing is clear, predictable, so you won't be surprised by hidden fees. But unfortunately, with Google products, sometimes they decide to no longer offer them. Um, keeping up with the changes, right? All right. So if you wanted to get started with Google Domains, though, it is Google Domains. Uh, feel free to just Google it or search it in whatever browser you use, and it will be the first result. Then do a search on your domain name, just like I did with the Kevin Frost one. Just go ahead and search it. 
and see, is it available? Is it not? Does somebody already own it? Or does has somebody already started a business with that same name in the same area? Well, you won't really know all of that details, but you can at least see if somebody already owns the domain name that you're looking for. And if they don't, you can just hit get it, pay $12, and you're solid for at least a year. So you'll be brought to a page once you hit get it that tells you whether or not the domain is available. It'll also set uh, includes a set of insights, as they call it, which is just about and the name that you've chosen to help you refine it if necessary, if it's like too long or if it's memorable, if it's easy to spell or pronounce. You can also choose to make changes based on those insights or stick with the name if you choose. You'll also get a list of alternative domain names endings. Um, so depending on like if these are the top most used ones, like I showed you, there is a lot of options. Kevinfrost.green, Kevin F. Me. You know, there's it, it, it's there's a lot. Um, so never fear, even if somebody already has the domain name. Be aware though that some of these domain endings are priced a little bit differently. Sometimes the dot com, instead of being $12 a year, could be $30 per year. Um, while the dot net could be, you know, $12. So depending on where you're buying it and what you're buying, obviously changes the prices. Once you've decided though, Click on the shopping cart and go through the process, register, read the terms, and check out. Um, yeah, there's it's a pretty simple process to actually purchase a domain name. Make sure you review it, and then you're registered. It's really as simple as that. But if you already have a domain name that you've registered elsewhere, but you'd like to get Google domains, you can transfer to Google domains. I have transferred many, many, uh, at least 20 to 30. Uh, domains to Google domains, but now that they're switching, I don't know if that was the right choice, <laughs> but the transfers have already been made, so we're not moving anytime soon. Um, and, but yeah, again, you can transfer from one DNS provider to another. And DNS, by the way, stands for domain name uh, service. So it, don't worry if it gets a little confusing, but ideally here, the domain name you chose is available, but it's not always the case. So if you can't find it and it's not already registered, you can sometimes purchase the domains from people, um, but it does come with a pretty hefty price. But yeah, it's I recommend just getting something that is available. Um, keep it simple, purchase it, make it up and running and get something started. A little fun fact here, ICANN used to offer 22 domain endings. So those are those top level domain names. Um, the extensions include the ones that you probably already know, like the .com, .net, .org. And as the years have passed, the number of available endings in the domain names is over 300 options. So not every business is going to buy their business's name and all 300 options to that business's name. But there's even more now than those 300. So really, if you have a business idea, you can start it, start fresh with a, uh, a domain name. And, and get things going really quickly, especially if your business is just in the idea stage, it's still worthwhile investigating further to see if you do have one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good here. So there's, this is an activity. I'm going to skip over it because we have so much information to cover. But if you wanted to brainstorm, choose a domain name for a random business that you'd like to start or just check it out, see what variations the names are, go to the Google domains and, and check to see if they're available or not. So we've talked about the domain name, right? Then there's the actual website side or where you're building 
the websites, pages? Where are you putting all the copyright content, the digital assets, the photos, the videos? Where are those going? One of those places that you can do for free, <clears throat> it's a free website builder, is Google Sites. If you've never played around with it before, I do recommend checking it out. Even if you want to just put a website together to see what the process looks like. Um, it's pretty simple. It's drag and drop, no code required, a lot of good stuff. The Google Sites are free. And so what that means is that you do not have that top level domain of the business's website. It'll be Google Sites dot or it'll be Google Sites.com backslash your business name. So you don't have just your business name.com. And that's why it's free because you're going through the Google Sites platform. Um, and it's still doable to have a, a website for a business through Google Sites, but you can just build it through Google Sites. And then once you're ready to purchase the domain name and, and put the website that you created through Google Sites to that Google domain, or sorry, to your uh, domain, your DNS, it is still doable. So Google Sites includes the web pages templates. Um, they've actually increased how many templates they have here recently. And again, it's it's no cost, so there's no cost to start the start it up. But there's multiple people that can work on the website together in real time. If you've ever used a Google Doc and typed on it at the same time as somebody else, it's the same process. As you're working on something, it also updates it for whoever else is interacting with that same document. It works the same with Google Sites. So many people can be working on the website at the same time, getting things done on different pages or even on the same page. You can actually view Google Sites on a computer, phone, tablet any screen that's connected to the internet, really. Um, so there are some good benefits, but uh, it's a good starting point if you just want to play around for a little while. You don't need to register a domain name to use Google Sites, but if you did, you can automatically connect them. Like I said, if you wanted to go to stationbakery.net and change it from it being a Google Sites backslash stationbakery. So this is just going through the process of what it looks like through Google domains and how to get them connected. If you wanted to go through the process of building a Google Sites, and again, it's free, so it's worth checking it out, um, it, let alone playing with it. I have built people's, usually Google Sites are great for nonprofits that don't have a ton of information, um, or people that are wanting to build like their professional or, or personal websites, uh, or like for students that are just trying to get into the uh, web dev area where they're just trying to become developers or, or you're not quite the full developer yet, you don't know code or anything, check it out, play around with it. It's very simple to use. Um, and it's pretty user-friendly too. I got to give it to them. It's gotten better with time as well. So if you wanted to get started with Google Sites, it's just sites.google.com. Start with the business's name or your own personal name if you'd like. You can build the site, add and delete, organize pages, edit the content, add files, videos, and more. Interesting fact here, though, you cannot necessarily set up e-commerce through Google Sites, but you can set up the whole process of a website and then have the actual shopping cart and all the other stuff done through a third party and embed everything into the Google Site. So it still can be an e-commerce website, but if you are selling products, I don't usually recommend Google Sites just because of the complication of it. Um, but if you're just looking for an informational website, Google Sites is a, good, a great option. As you get more comfortable, though, you can really customize and make the Google Site look exactly what you'd like, exactly how you'd like to make it look. 
deleting, reorganizing, changing fonts, colors, using the tools listed on the right-hand side. Like there's a ton of stuff to here. And that's unfortunately what happens. A lot of times people get into these website builders, CMSs, and they go, okay, I, what now? I, I have a website, there's no content. How do I start putting content on here? Where do I start? There's too much to do. But even if you don't get to that point, the template options are always available and it produces somewhat of a professional look without you having to do too much. So it's worth playing around with, if not utilizing. And this is just one of the platforms. Google Sites is just one of those places. There's Wix, there's Squarespace, Shopify, um, WordPress. Those are just some of the more common used website builders. HubSpot is another one, not to be confused with the hub, but yes, there's a lot of different ways to build the actual website. So again, recapping here, we have that DNS, the domain name, and then you have the actual website content. Depending on where you purchase the domain name and where you're editing the website, they, those can be two different places. Um, and they often are. So, but basically if you're going through the Google site process um, and you, you like what you've done, you finished with it, at least the best that you can, something to take note of as well is that websites are a living document. They are never done. They're never finished. Like, oh, I built my website, I'm all done now. Nope, nope, now you gotta add blogs, you gotta add content, you gotta update the content, make sure your contact information is always updated. You got a new employee, you gotta put their information in there. There's always something to do with a website. And then there's the SEO side. Um, <laughs> so there, there's plenty to do with a website, but again, once you get, you're okay with what you have, hit publish, get it live and see what it looks like. Have people coming and going to it, see what they would recommend changing to it too. Um, here are some great tips for getting a website up and running and making it look somewhat professional. Uh, make sure that the website itself is goal-oriented. Goal if you have customers coming to you and you want them to call you, not email, not text, but you want them to call you, your phone number better be front and center, like the very first thing they see on the website. But if you want people to actually send, fill out a form, well, that form, that call to action button, right when they get to the website, should be that form completion. Even if there's not a lot of information about what that form is, if you want people doing it, you want to make sure it's front and center and that's the thing that they see. So organize the data around that to make sure it's easy to be searched. Um, sometimes templates don't always look the best, but you can make them look will work out for you. Make sure that information is useful. So this has been a, a more recent change with Google as well. Instead of being more SEO friendly and optimizing your website for Google's bot, crawler bots to make it make sense for computers. Make sure your information that you're putting on your website isn't just slammed with keywords, but it's actually useful information. The stuff that people will actually take time to read and or go through and, and use. Um, so yeah, make sure the website actually functions. You don't wanna put something that is up like a form and then the submit button doesn't work. Oh man, that's, oh. oh. <laughs> it's not a fun time, especially for the consumer that just wants to, you know, get in contact with you or the, the, the user that wants to submit their information to you. Make sure it works. Also, try to make it intuitive. Uh, people do read in an F format. Um, so make sure that top line has some high quality information. And then after that, don't just put blocks in, in paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of content. It's never going to be fully read. 
Um, but last but not least, make sure it is findable by search engines. So SEO does get involved a little bit in there. Make sure it's just search friendly. Yeah. For more information on putting together a great website that serves customers, there's a whole other workshop that we have um, that we'll be doing later on as well, but design an engaging website for your business. Yeah, there's the tons of places for it. Okay, so did you want me to answer questions, Chelsea, or do you want me to move on to um, emails? Let's talk about email, and then we definitely have some great questions coming in through the chat, so. Cool, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll go through this. Because most people are familiar with emails, it shouldn't be too complicated or too confusing, but setting up an email for your business is different than setting up an email for personal. So we've already talked about that a professional business email inspires people and you know, gives people confidence when they're reaching out to a business. Instead of uh, stacegal615 at gmail.com, it's sales at stationsbakery.com. You know, it, it just gives that much more confidence you know who you're reaching out to. But it requires you to register that domain name. Um, aliases are also a part of email accounts. So you can have kevin at gmail.com. And then if you have the domain name, let's say Kevin at Kevin Dev, um, you could change it to info at dev.com or something like that. You can change the name of the email with it still going back to that same person. So it's not a different email. It's just an email alias. Uh, they aren't separated by comma accounts or anything like that. They just exist to forward mail to other addresses. So let's say you register the name stagesbakery.net for this example, but your primary address is that stagesgal615 or another email address, you could set up aliases to make it look professional. With the Google domains though, you can create up to 100 aliases per one email. So that's, that's, a, that's a lot of fake emails, but they all get sent and received as that email. You can do info, sales, contact, um, customer service at yourbusiness.com. Um, so there's, and, and still have, over 90 more that you can use alias wise, but that they all share the same inbox. So be aware, you can't just buy a, a DNS, create a personal or sorry, a professional email address. And then for each employee, just build them an alias. You have to have that whole separate email. Um, so that way it all isn't going in the same bucket. Um, okay, so, but yeah, that's one option to add uh, polish to some of your email communications. And if you want to add or if you need a new email account, that's where you'll have to add a whole new uh, email instead of just an alias. So there's a lot of options. Google's Gmail or Google Workspace specifically are one of them. Um, but there's also Outlook is like the biggest competitor or the most recognized business one. Um, but when you're creating a business email, you're, you're going to have to choose one. And, and try to stick to it. You can switch back and forth, but it takes a lot of work, a lot of technical know-how. You have to switch the DNS settings and mail servers and mail exchange. It gets confusing very quickly and most people can't do it themselves. Um, it is doable, but if you're doing Google, go with Google Workspace. If you're using Outlook or you have to use Outlook with your business, stick with Outlook. Setting it up specifically with Google Domains though, you start by going into your Google domains, click on my domains, and this is the same kind of with uh, GoDaddy as well, and some of the other DNS providers. 
click onto the domains, click on to manage. You have to click on the subsection email. You'll see a dialog box that popped up as email forwarding. And if you want to add an email alias, it's where the same process you go. Um, it looks different depending on the platform that you're on, but it's very similar setup. Click into emails. You can either forward emails from one email to the other or just set up an alias so all of it goes to that same bucket. So if you wanted to create the alias sales at stagesbakery.net, all emails sent to that email address will automatically be forwarded to the recipient email account. So in this case, Stacia at stagesbakery.net. Yeah, it's emails. <laughs> Um, Google domains does also include email forwarding, but forwarding is not the same thing as actually having that email account, especially if you're using, a lot of people now are using cloud space, not just their computers to store information. So depending on what your email is, you have your own bucket of cloud space as well that's usually included. So depending on if you're using different aliases, they all use that same cloud space. Um, same with Outlook. But if you let's say you've already created a professional business email, with your domain name, you have the option to sign up for Google Workspace directly from your Google Domains account. So this is a separate price. You have the domain price, the domain name, and then you actually have to purchase Google Workspace accounts to use the professional emails through Google Workspace. Depending on the DNS provider, sometimes you can have um, like DreamHost They have their own set of email servers where you can go to your business email that's included for free, but it, you have to go to like dreamhost.com backslash email. It's not a Gmail, it's not an Outlook. It's just the DNS's provider's email setup. Usually when you do that, there's some additional complications. People don't know how to log into their emails. They don't log into it because they're not used to it, um, but it's still, it's still doable. So I briefly mentioned Google Workspace though, and whenever we went over the steps to register a domain name with Google Domains, um, if you want to register a business email account, like I said, it's, you have to go to Google Domains and Google Workspace to do that, but you'll also get included all of the Google Suite products, the calendars, the docs, T-Sheet, Live, all of that Google stuff. If you are more Word-based, like Microsoft programs, uh, PowerPoint, Live, um, Excel, those things are all Microsoft products. So you might have to have a Microsoft email, which is Outlook. All two very different things. Um, I recommend still using Google Workspace, but I've noticed a trend. Here's a late, a lot more people switching over to Outlook, but it's still going to be huge for, for nonprofits and other uh, small businesses to be using Google's products still. There's a whole suite of Google products that make it really worthwhile. You can try it out, do it for 14 days for free, going through the whole process, um, but it makes a big difference having that email. You're not going to win uh, a new client over just because you have a professional looking email, but it will build the confidence into choosing you or a competitor. Having that professional email could make all of the difference. So just to recap, because we're almost we're almost done here. The key takeaways here, the domain name is the address of the website after you see the www.domainname.com or .whatever. There's some tips to choosing a domain name. Make sure you keep it short, sweet, and simple. Um, whenever you're setting up a website immediately or plan to set one up in the future, register a domain name whenever you have the name carved out for yourself. And once you have a name, you need to register it with an official registrar 
such as Google Domains or somebody else. And the domain name itself can be used for a website so people can actually find your business. Finally, a professional email address incorporates all of this together using the domain name and adds that level of professionalism to your business correspondence. Yeah. So once you let, let's say you've got everything done, you have the professional emails, you've got your website up and running. Now what? Something that's important to do is make sure you're set up on Google Search Console, whether you have Google Workspace or Google Domains, doesn't matter. You can still use Google Search Console. And along with Google Search Console, there's Google Analytics. I recommend all websites be set up through Google Search Console and Google Analytics. Both are free. Um, Google.co or g.co backslash analytics you can visit. And the other one is g.co backslash search console. This just helps people understand where consumers are coming to your website from. Google Search Console shows you what people are searching for before they get to your website. Analytics helps people understand what consumers are doing while they're on their website. Thank you for attending today's presentation. Establish a professional domain, website, and email for your small business. Feel free to connect with me directly at Standing360 Virtual Tours. Thank you.